Welcome to Axiom's Data Guru Podcast, where data experts share wisdom and insights around high-value audiences and all things data. I'm your host, Scarlett Burks. We are excited to welcome Linda Harrison back today to the podcast. And as a reminder for our listeners, she has a rich history in financial services and traditional direct marketing, which has led her to today, where she is our supreme data guru and knowledgeable of all things in the digital advertising ecosystem. And we are glad, Linda, that you are here to share some of that wisdom with us today. Thanks for having me, Scarlett. You bet. And as, as we start out, we're going to talk about the fact that we're all living in a, in a new normal. And uh, one of the biggest changes in that new normal is no live sports. I know um, we have a pretty constant run of sports center at my house. We'd be talking about, you know, bullpen statistics uh, with what would have been the opening of Major League Baseball last week. Uh, So it is quite a change. And some of the research I did showed that ESPN has seen a uh, decline of over 80% in their ratings, which makes sense as they're a channel all completely focused on sports. Uh, The Tokyo Olympics has officially been postponed for a year, and that has over a billion dollars in advertising attached to it. Um, And, you know, the fate of the NBA and MLB seasons are just unknown at this point. So talk to us, Linda, about how TV viewership has changed for sports fans now that there's no sports. Have they, you know, taken up birding? They're just staring out the window or they're working out more in their home gym? Tell us what's going on. Well, some of them may have taken up birding, but really we're multifaceted individuals, right? We're not all about one thing. We do other things with our free time, even with our TV viewership. Although you may think your husband and son are glued to Sports Center, every once in a while they watch something else. So we found that they're just spending some of their TV viewing time on other things. And I thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about what they're watching today and how you might move some of your spend to those different shows, different stations and content. Are there differences in viewing habits by sport? Yeah, you know, some sports really skew older for their viewership, right? Think of the Olympics and the PGA. 70% of those people are over 65 and the NBA and NHL, they hit younger with 40% of them are under age 35. It's a really rich, diverse thought pattern, right? The viewership is only partly based on that. It's based on a lot of things. Well, tell me more. Let's talk baseball. Where do baseball fans spend their time on TV? Well, you know, there's a lot of analysis going on right now about really where they're spending their time, but we know where they spent their time in the past, right? So if 53% of Major League Baseball viewers are between 45 and 64. It makes sense some of the things that they're watching on TV and where they're over-indexing with 100 being normal, right? 100's your average. Uh, I found that Fox News viewership is three and a half times, index of 351. They're also really heavy watcher of HGTV, one of my favorite programming types, right? Police and detective shows. Yeah, so we're we're in some of that category, right? But what they don't watch, they very rarely watch talk shows, right? They're 65% less likely to watch a talk show and like super unlikely to watch Cartoon Network, right? Or Investigation dis- Discovery. They're just not watching that 
type of content. So if you're normally trying to hit that baseball type fan, you should not be on Investigation Discovery or Cartoon Network. You should be on Fox News and HGTV trying to capture some of those same eyeballs and thought patterns with things that are important to them. Okay, so let's pick another sport. What about the NBA? Where do you find those eyeballs? Well, again, this is a younger group. 42% of them are under 35. But for income, they're a little bit skewed. 25% have income over 100,000. So that's really good, a fairly wealthy group. But 37% are under 50,000. So you've got the have and the have nots within that same mm -hmm. audience. So you'll see things that are associated with kind of the have, the, the um, generation of pay-per-view. They're three and a half times more likely to do that or uh, pay for Cinemax or Showtime. They're twice as likely for that. Again, that reflects their higher wealth. But mm -hmm. they also watch HGTV, a lot like the first group, the mm -hmm. baseball people, right? But um, they watch reality TV and they do watch the Cartoon Network. So you can't find baseball people on Cartoon Network, but you can find the NBA people on Cartoon Network. But NBA's not watching Fox, right? So that's where the differences are. Baseball people are cartoons and NBA is watching the news and seeing what's going on. How about just a broad brush of the differences by age, income, or some of the other demographic factors that you see? Aren't they almost all male? Well, you know, I think that's a pretty big stereotype out there. I have plenty of friends that are female that are watching sports. It's pretty evenly split across genders with, you know, males a little bit ahead. Maybe I'm watching it in the background while I'm multi-screening. Um, I've done that in a previous life where I very seldom watched the baseball game directly. I would watch right. it while doing something else, right? Um, the highest percentage of female viewership, no big surprise when you think about it, is the Olympics, right? We mm -hmm. like that type of content. Um, the PGA, I find that very soothing to take a nap to, personally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and a little bit of a surprise is uh, hockey. And I do have some friends that are all about hockey, Right. Hmm. But they have a, a little bit higher viewership among the female. You're right. I would not have guessed that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and that's where data comes in, right? That's right. That's, Telling us things we would never know otherwise. And that's what I love about this job and about working at Axiom is that you can use data to reinforce what you already knew intuitively, mm -hmm. right? So I've talked to clients and they say, oh, yeah, well, we already knew they were 65 and they were wealthy and they did all these things, but here's a little nugget of information I didn't know and that I can now use to target smarter, right? Right, right. All right, well, let's shift gears on our sports a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the new trend of virtual races and esports. What are you seeing there? Well, you may have heard in the news, Kyle Larson was indefinitely suspended from NASCAR from a racial slur during a April 12th iRacing event. Over a million people were watching when this happened. So that's kind of a big deal, right? That's a big deal. Yeah. ESPN just aired 12 hours of esports programming. 
um, all types of tournaments with prize money and bragging rights, all those types of things. So this is a really up and coming part of the industry that, you know, my nieces and nephews always wanted me to watch them play games. And I guess there's yeah. actual money in people watching you play games. And yes. and kids love to watch other people play games, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is really going to be a place where people are going to be shifting the their ad dollars, but you really still need to stay authentic. Don't be opportunistic and get that engagement because this group really wants to be engaged with content. And if you're advertising on a gaming system, you can even uh, do things with a controller where they can hover over things, they can interact, they can do 360 degree views of things. They can really engage in the content for longer periods of times instead of just seeing an ad quickly and having it go away. Yes, I remember when my own kids were living at home and having into gaming, I remember asking the question, really, you're watching somebody else play a game? You're not playing it yourself? So yes, that is, it, it is quite a, quite a shift. Um, and then what about esports via your gaming device? How does, how does that look different? Well, you know, in today's world, right now, more people are at home during the day than ever. And daytime yes. activities really gone up dramatically, right? Um, either they're not working at all or they're pretending to work and playing on their device, or maybe it's your <laughs> teens, you know, mm -hmm. that now suddenly have more free time because they're really only going to school and doing homework for three hours a day and they don't have to wait right. to come home and play on their devices. But um, so we've got that shift in time, right? But then there's a much increase in multiplayer games. It's a communal activity. Again, not only just watching other people play, but playing with your friends. So people having yes. parties, much like we might have a Zoom party to, or use the house party app or something like that to see our family and friends and maybe have a virtual date night. People that play games are using the multiplayer aspect of their gaming devices to stay in touch with the people that matter to them. Oh, yes, it's a huge social connection for my 14 year old daughter that, you know, not to feel so cut off from her friends. They get together in the evenings and and play games. Yeah, I was just going to ask, has their usage changed? Uh, During the yes, day? From that, yeah, from that aspect, <laughs> because, you know, when we're in traditional school, no, no gaming on school days. But we've obviously laxed up a little bit on that since the world is different. So, uh, uh, yeah, I can can definitely see an increase there. Yeah. And is your husband a sports fanatic? Is he having withdrawal? Has he changed his viewing habits to other shows? Or, or what is he doing with that sudden free time? Well, he is a pretty big collegiate sports fanatic. So, you know, we go from football to basketball to baseball, track and field. We, we follow it all. So, yeah, it has been a big switch. Uh, and he's not one to watch a re, re you know, a replay of a, a game in the past necessarily. So he has actually found the DIY channel. I have watched uh, a large number of homes being built in Alaska off the grid, or uh, tiny homes in Montana, and uh, the barnwood builders, all kinds of things like that. So yes, it's been a very interesting shift at our house. Right. So like we talked about right in the beginning, 
people still mm-hmm. are spending time on TV because, quite frankly, we can't go anywhere or not very far, yes. right? Not close together. Yeah. So we're just watching different things. So you can find people on different shows. If you're doing cross content campaigns, this is a great way to use that spend. But really, you need to, you know, be respectful in these changing times, be genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen that Budweiser commercial where they've donated to hospitals and those fighting COVID 19? I'm going to have to watch for that. I have not seen that one yet. So, Oh, look it up on YouTube. It is, mm-hmm. um, it makes me cry every time. Even just thinking about it might oh, make me cry. Yeah. Um, but be true to your brand and then mm-hmm. just watch your tone. Um, nobody wants to see it be seen as opportunistic right now. We want to be true to ourselves, true to the environment. Um, we're nimble in the digital industry. So change things, change your targeting, change what you're doing to have it make sense and ring true today. You can always change it back later. Right, right. And just the the speed with which you can re- react to the environment and especially uh, during this time when things change so quickly and, uh, you know, plans and timelines are constantly changing. Uh, to have that digital response is great. Yeah. And Data Guru can help you if you're going to be changing your audiences. We'd be happy to help with that. Mm-hmm. So reach out to your sales executive, your sales rep at Axiom or Data Guru at Axiom.com. We're always here to help. That sounds fantastic. Thanks so much for being with us today, Linda. Thanks, Scarlett.